great morning. It's a beautiful morning. I'll go outside. So, I was, um, I was listening to a lot of people this past couple of weeks, and before I came on, I, I had to really, I had to kind of like detox, because it was a lot of stuff that was happening and was said that kind of, you know, got me in a bad way, bad spirits, this and third. So, yesterday, you might as well say things came to a head. Got that yogurt. Trying to be healthy. Blueberries, you know. Trying to live life. Like it's golden. <laughs> so, Father's Day just passed, and a lot of great questions were asked. <sighs> and the reason why I say a lot of great questions were asked because people like Tommy Sotomayor asked a wonderful question and a couple other people have asked wonderful questions and those questions are do black fathers matter so I thought about that for a moment because he actually brought up something that really I never thought about but I did think about it because I have spoken about this plenty of times black lives matter is the worst thing to happen to black people since clan. I said it, don't care. Um, people could get mad and upset, but if you look at Black Lives Matter and how they move and how they maneuver and how they have pillaged the community and have not replenished the community, you, you will understand. And um, something else that, that, that was brought up in um, one of the um, sites that I subscribe to on Instagram had a post about, is it fair or is it fair, unjust, or, you know, ludicrous that artists can make money off of the dead? In other words, people who have died because of police brutality, you know, artists been painting pictures, making murals and things like that. They get paid for this stuff, but they get paid for someone else's tragedy. Now, we all know in America that happens a lot get paid off other people's tragedies. That's why tragedies happen a lot more. It's, it's more of a financial security for a lot of people. That's why you could take out um, money on people, life insurance on people, and you don't have to know them. And then when they die, you collect it. That money doesn't have to go to the people. I've seen that even in my own family. And you know, that's a disgusting thing to me, but it is what it is. Um... But 
I also watched the, um, and, and I'm going to bring it, it, it's all going to make sense. It's a gumbo right now, so it, it feels like it's a bunch of talking points, but it's actually one talking point. And the other thing is um, the Kwame Brown and Tommy Sotomayor situation, just the Kwame Brown situation in general. And when, so in the black manosphere and things like that. So I came to the conclusion that the black man's burden. And that's actually where we're at right now, the black man's burden. And I know a lot of people will probably hear this and be like, yeah, I ain't got no burden. Yeah, we do. We have the biggest burden on planet Earth because we are so screwed. Now, and, I, and I understand black women. And one thing I, I've come to realize and understand, black women have a different type of burden. It's not equal to the black man's burden. It's different. And nobody's burdens equal and I think that that's what we need need to start really really you know separating the two a black woman's burden is different than a black man's burden you cannot mix the two because what a black woman goes through is way different than what a black man goes through so I don't want people to be like well what about the black well y'all got your own burdens y'all should address those burdens and you should have a panel and a talking point to address those burdens this is not that time. If it makes you feel bad, it makes you feel upset, then guess what? That's just you. But if you're about that life, then you will address those burdens and not wait for somebody else to. Just a point of, just a point of order. The black man has to be everything and nothing at the same time. That doesn't make sense and it makes every sense in the world. I have to be everything and nothing because I have to prove that I am everything but still be nothing in my community. What do you mean? In my community, I can't be successful. In my community, I can't be upstanding. In my community, I can't be a father. In my community, I can't be a man. But outside of my community, I have to be all of those things. That's our burden. And that's just a that's just a twinkling of the burden. And people be like, that's not true. We love to see no you don't. Y'all love to see black men in jail. Y'all love to see black men arrested. You love seeing black men fighting over you. You love seeing black men do all these stupid stuff. And you know how I know you do? Because the ones that do that get the biggest praise in our community. When a black man mess up and obviously redeems himself later on in life when he has a moment of clarity. He gets thrown all the resources in the world, but the black man that decided to not go down that road, who had the same situations and decided not to go down that road, he gets called everything but his name. He gets called a sellout. Uncle Tom, he's trying to be white, this and third. If you think I'm lying, and you really are not. You really are not. Because if Obama, you got black people that were like, he ain't black. Why he's not black? He ain't got no baby mama. Okay. He ain't got, he ain't had no uh, other women. Okay. Um, he educated. Yeah, that, that, that was, uh, because education is, is black, is, is a black man kryptonite. Uh, if you, if you, if you're educated, you, you, you forfeit your black card in the black community. If you think I'm lying. I know a lot of people are like, it's not like that. Yeah, it still is like that. I see it every day. I see a group of gang members 
former gang members getting used by white people to I'm not going to say what they do because I, I know a couple of them, but they get used by white people, get grants and stuff, and be like, oh, we rehabilitate, but what about the ones that actually were in the same situation? See, black people, the easiest thing to do is to join a gang. The easiest thing to do is to kill another black person because there's no penalty for that. It's all praise, no penalty. Jail's not a penalty because most of us want to go to jail. It is what it is. But that's a burden that we have to carry because... I have to choose between doing what's right for not only myself and my family, but have to take the onslaught of doing what's right and what needed for my family. And that that kind of gives me the segue to the black manosphere, which is the black manosphere is a bunch of hurt black men who are jealous of men who decide to continue to deal with black women or women in general, but mostly black women. Those men are a joke and I will still call them a joke and I will never respect them. And the reason why I won't respect them is number one, you don't make sense. You literally sit up here and y'all run with everything. Oh, you know, Y'all literally, this is what I want people to understand. They're more willing to protect a man than a woman. And you have to ask yourself this question. What side of the fence are you on? And a lot of them will be like, well, I'm on. Why you got to be like that? And it's like, well, you don't make sense to me. You're against families. And this is a trick. This is actually the trick of the system. And this is why I say a lot of people claim to be intelligent, but you're not really insightful because if you understood what you were saying what you were doing how you was maneuver you understand that this is all a trick this is how you deplete a civilization you get the men to think that they don't need a family what builds legacies is family why are we the only race that are against families you literally hear black men talking about i ain't going i ain't going got no kids then what you going to do with your money and then they look stupid so who inherits the kingdom that you built on this earth? And they look stupid. Well, I ain't. I can't find no good woman. No, what you finding is who you are. Most men are upset because the woman that they wanted, which by the way, half of them didn't even let her know that she want that they wanted her, or vice versa. They didn't get her, and they're mad. And it. And I realize this because. These men stalk these women pages. I never, I, I mean, they stalk their pages. They make sure they look to see what they're doing. And if they end up having a child, they're like, oh, see, you're somebody, baby mama. Ooh. And it's like, you are a grown man and you're really going after a woman. You really pick that battle. That that's, that's your battle. That's what you stand on. That's where you hang in your hat as a man. I ain't date no single mother. I have no issues with a person telling me they ain't going to date no single mother. But I have to give a shout out to Ringo TV for this. And he he actually, and this kind of hurt my feelings. And I said this before. He said, y'all sitting up here talking about y'all don't want to date no baby mothers. But y'all ain't trying to wife anybody. In other words, y'all having sex with women that do not have kids and turning them into baby mothers. And then saying you don't want to date baby mothers. You know, Coach Greg has an ex-wife. Who has children, so she's a baby mother. But he out here telling people not to date his ex-wife. 
but he out here popping 22 year old white women think about what I just said so it's okay for you to run amok on Springfield but it's not okay for your wife or ex-wife to do it because she has to kiss full time that to me is is what's wrong with the black community y'all want to have the same thing women have you want the same excuses and I and I and to be honest with you, I almost fell for that too. And I and I and I did go down that rabbit hole a little bit because I was still there and be like, oh, you know, it's, a woman could do it. Why can't I? And the woman looked at me and said, because you're not a woman. You got a vagina? She said, that what you want? You got your own burdens. Why you want mine? And I had to sit back because that hurt my feelings. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Why do I want her burdens? I got my own. But these men are sitting here and they're very destructive because they're really teaching you not to marry black women. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, there's, because they quit to say, oh, these black women ain't this, these black. And I'm like, wait a second. Are you really, it goes back. Other races say that there are no good black people that have seeped down to black people saying that there are no good black people, which I seek down to say that black people, that black people say that there are no good opposite sex. The greatest thing a race can do is pillage another race's resources. People, if you are sitting here and y'all are literally saying, don't marry women, don't, don't have children, don't be with black women, this, that, and third, you are literally depleting your resources, which means that another race will get your resources and guess what happens to your race? You become depleted. You become stripped. More importantly, you become extinct. The Native Americans actually have fought and made laws to protect their people to say that you can't even adopt one of their children because it, they're, they're so depleted right now as far as a race. They're almost extinct that they don't even like marrying outside their race. Other races protect their races like that. I'm not saying I'm for that or against that, but when you start sitting back there, because once again, I tell people I have dated outside my race, so I'm not here to criticize or scrutinize anybody, and I never will, because if you find happiness, you find happiness. However, I do understand and realize, and as I got older, why it is very important to protect your race, because other races do that. Other races literally protect their race. More importantly, what other race tells you not to marry the woman of that race? What white musician you see have a bunch of black girls in their videos? <laughs> but we have a bunch of white girls and white looking women. In and I'm not knocking that, but what I'm saying is, is that other races, they may dabble, they may dip a toe. But they stay consistent with their race. That's why when Jenny Ma and Jeezy got married, you know, I, you know, and I made the statement. I mean, I'm glad and people change and people grow and evolve. But she did not marry the snowman. She married the Jeezy, the businessman, which means that she took someone that could have potentially had a black woman. Not saying that he didn't have black women. Not saying that he wasn't looking for a black woman, but. It's kind of funny and ironic that she was for whites. And now all of a sudden she made sure she got a well-established black. And that's where, you know, I, I understand because 
you don't see that too often from their side. And when I say their side, I'm not just talking about Asians. I'm talking about Caucasians. I'm talking about you. It's rare that you see that they're higher ups as far as their upper echelon actually date outside their race to the point like they may see a white person date an Asian, but you may see an Asian date a white person. But it's rare to see a high, high upper echelon of their race date African Americans. I mean, I know y'all be like, well, what about David Bowie? Well, that's that's one. And like I said, you see it few and far. Like, you didn't see Bill Gates with one. But yeah, you'll see Michael Jordan with one. And then, and it's symbolism. And once again, I don't not love. I never will not love. And I never will say that these people do not love the people that they're with but what I will say is I understand the symbolism of things and I understand that these things can affect not only the outcome of the people around them but it can affect the outcome of a civilization so yes we have to be mindful of how we speak so when I hear people like O'Shea Duke Jackson, MTR and the crazy part about MTR is when he had Shaharazad Ali on his show she actually talked about these things but he's so into Kevin Samuels and him trying to prove himself as a man that he overlooked and now they don't even talk about her anymore now she's not even brought up I remember he was like yo I'm gonna get you a YouTube channel bruh I knew that wasn't gonna happen as soon as she did not co-sign Kevin Samuels soon as she did not co-sign the black men as soon as she said that y'all sound like a bunch of hurt men soon as she said what she said I knew right then and there you was going to back away from her and you did exactly what I knew you did but your fans just like the fans of Kwame Brown which we'll talk about y'all so sick because y'all don't understand that these people are weak and I'm not saying he's weak as a man I think he's a very well established man very well spoken and I like him I, I subscribe to his content I subscribe to a lot of people's content but I also understand that there are always hidden messages in there and we have to be careful with these things that's why you know I respect Tommy Sotomayor I don't always agree with him and I'll tell you quickly I don't always agree with him especially his take on how he speaks to black people and I know a lot of people are like well we need that shot in the arm and I tell people why do you need abuse when you've already been abused? Think about what I just said. Why do you need abuse when you've already been abused? That's, that's, that's the craziest thing on God's green earth. Every other race does not go out there and abuse their race. We abuse our... We're so quick to do that because that's all we know is abuse. So when you hear someone say that, automatically you realize you've been abused. So you think abuse begat abuse. So instead of saying... I don't need that. Or there's another way to talk. We are sit up there and say, no, you shot in the arm. Black people ain't shit. Well, we've been told that our whole lives. By people who don't look like us. So now I got to accept it from a person who look like me? Bruh. Bruh. That's the cycle of abuse. That's the damn near definition of cycle of abuse. And the sad part about it is we are so naive to that. That's why when you look at the black manosphere, you are perpetuating another cycle of abuse towards our women. Because it's easier, it's easy to say, oh, you black women are trash. They only want you for your money, this and that. But then you ask yourself, well, what have we done to help them? I ain't got to help them. Yeah, we do have to help each other. It's funny. No other race says that. 
And you know what's crazy? These people think that these other races do, but they don't. They protect their race. And I know a lot of people be like, give me an example. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey. I'm just going to use those two for example. Do you realize that they did business in Hollywood even though people knew what they were doing? See, the thing that we are not understanding is when I say they protect their race, they protect their race to include dealing with people that they know are doing wrong. Their father from Seven Heaven, they knew what he did and they still work with him. In other words, he'll still work with their kind just to keep from working with you. They have a divorce, and they ex will, and they ex will tell the other people they have a business. Hey, go support my ex-wife. Go support my ex-husband. I don't like them, but support them. Y'all won't even support people. There are people right now who have business businesses, and people being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get something from you." Don't do it. It is what it is in our community. Like I said, black people, I'm gonna stop supporting you, and I'm gonna stand on the leg that you are not supporting me so watch y'all support you that's how I feel so I'm going that's what I'm going to ride with but getting back on track that's where I say the biggest issue was and I was conflicted for a while and it, and it actually brought my spirits and my soul down because I'm hearing just these this negative talk from African American men from men who were hurt I could look at them said, you know what's crazy is as black men, we know when another black man is hurt. We know when another black man been hurt by a black woman, or not even hurt by a black woman, but another black man been hurt because they thought that they should have this woman. Bruh, I get it. You wanted the cheerleader, she was beautiful. So did everybody else. So when you have options, you do. But the thing about it is, is that you don't hold that grudge and take it out on everybody else. And that's what y'all doing in this black ministry. Y'all literally taking y'all anger and frustrations that of not being with women out on everybody else. And it's sad because y'all say y'all are intelligent black men. Y'all are high value men and all this and all that, but y'all are literally running around here belittling women. What high value man belittles people? If you're not uplifting, then why are you belittling? That's that's my point. Your value. Here's the beautiful thing about people with value. If you have value, you are able to affect change in any civilization. That's why I know y'all don't have value because you're not affecting change. How do you affect change? You, you walk with the example. We around people all the time. We know we're doing wrong. But you know what? We can either sit up there and chastise them and scold them or we can say, you know what, brother? I know you're doing wrong. I, I don't. Sister, I know you're doing wrong, brother. I know you're doing wrong, but I have to be the example. And I have to learn that in my life. If I do, if I beat you down, what do you achieve? All you're going to do is feel... <coughs> battered and beaten up. Guess what happens? You take that same mentality you go out there, you do it to someone else. More importantly, you expect it to be done to you and you start accepting it. And 
that's the sad part about our community. We accepted a lot of abuse. Which is why Kwame Brown is the definition of a, a battered man. But I like to put things in context. So let's put everything in context so we can understand. <laughs> Kwame Brown fumbled his NBA career personally. Kwame Brown fumbled his NBA career. For being drafted number one, he was a bust. He did not live up to the expectations of his position. Did he make money? Yes. Did he end up having a nice career? No, but he ended up being in the NBA for 13 years. There's a difference, and I don't think people understand. And I tell people this all the time, and I'm a big component. You want to make the NBA is one thing, but to be a star is another. He made the NBA, and he stayed in the NBA, which is good. There's nothing wrong with coming off the bench. There's nothing wrong with being the sixth man. There's nothing wrong with being the 12th man. There's nothing wrong with being a trainer. As long as you're doing what you love and you're able to use it to change your situation, I agree with that. And I do agree with him on that. And I'm proud of him for that. But let's be clear, young man. You did not maximize nothing that the NBA did for you. And what I mean by that is, is you sit up here and you blame Michael Jordan. You know, when I went back and watched that last dance, his teammates did not like him. And they said that in the documentary. I didn't like him. He was a bully. He was this, he was that. But they all said he made us work harder. Scottie Pippen used to be a punk. And then he grew into it. Horace Grant. He grew into it because Michael Jordan did it. He led by example. If he was in the gym, he expected you to be in the gym. Kwame Brown, you did not go to the gym. You know, Kobe Bryant is a great example of what you can do. He drafted number 13. He was traded to the Lakers. They actually kid that shoots air balls. As a matter of fact, that's what they used to call him, the kid that shoots air ball. He had no fear. But you know what he did do? He went to the gym. He practiced. He worked on his game. He crafted. He he sought out advice. He wasn't scared to walk up to the man that you said battered you. And he went to that man and, and him and Kobe Bryant developed a great relationship. You, you and Michael Jordan could have had a great relationship if you would have showed that intensity. But the problem is, is that we as men can smell weak men. We didn't want to, and he don't want to admit to that. His teammates knew he was weak. You blame Gilbert Arenas for maximizing his talent to get a max contract. But Gilbert Arenas was drafted with you, but he was drafted in the second round. So there wasn't much expected out of him. And he turned his career into an all-star career, a max player, led a team to the um, playoffs almost three years in a row. Of course, he had his injuries and he had that gun incident, but he did that this year another second round draft pick 
led his team to the playoffs, but won the MVP. The lowest drafted person ever to win the MVP. Maximizing what you have is very important. You can make money. People make money all the time. Drug dealers make money, my young man. But as black men, we need to start separating. You won at life, but you did not maximize your potential. It is what it is. My issue is, is the fact that you have not accepted that. If you come out and say, you know what? Truth is, I did not work as hard as I could, but because of my size, I stayed. Telling me that you bought your your mother a house on the golf course means nothing, young man. It doesn't. You bought your mama a house on the golf course. Congratulations. That has nothing to do with the conversation, which is you did not maximize your potential while you was in the NBA. You did not. Even looking at your highlight reel that you put together, or it, it looks garbage. You you was a garbage player, but that's okay. Own it and turn that into something better. You could say, you know what? I was drafted number one overall, and I did not max him. Yes, I had a career. I lasted 13 years, but I could have done more. You know what you have done, and I appreciate you more, and this is what I tell people. If you are not a bust, LeBron James is the GOAT because everything that you were supposed to achieve, he did in the same situations. Except he didn't have Michael Jordan when he got drafted by Cleveland. You had a winner as a general manager and a player. Not saying he's the best, but you had that. You had the resources. And if I'm not mistaken, when you played for the Bobcats, Michael Jordan was the owner of the Bobcats at the time, which means that he gave you a contract. Twice! But I'll do some more research, but I'm pretty sure he had bought the team by then. The point is, is that you're, you're, you're upset. So you attack people. What I saw with you and Tommy Sotomayor was, was a disgrace for, on both of y'all. But one thing I was told is I can't fault Tommy Sotomayor because he's reacting to what you've done. So, like my fiance Monica said, people get mad at you for responding, but they don't get mad at the fact that they force you to respond. So in other words... I can't get mad at Tommy Sotomayor for responding because you put him in that position too. You did wrong. But I listened to you and this is the thing that I learned. Number one, I'm in Monk. I'm I'm in Goose Creek. Monk's Corner is up the road. Charleston is down the road. I'm in the middle. I didn't even know you was from here. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know you was from here been here about six years and in the six years I've been here I've done multiple things in the community never seen you um never even heard of you doing anything never seen you put anything together never seen you do a, a food drive or anything like that this is not me calling you out this is me stating facts 
I've done. I've done food drives, clothing drives. I, I've done donated money. I've done donated my resources. I've done donated my time to various different organizations within the um, Berkeley County area. You haven't. But you know who has? The person that you are trying to ruin their career, which is Charlemagne. Charlemagne does give back. I several times I hear Charlemagne has given back during holidays and things like that. These are facts. You talk about trade schools and this and third. There's a trade school here in um in the Charleston area. It's in um, Dorchester County. If you ever hear this and and you want the information for it, I'll give it to you. Call me. I have no problems with that. If you ever want to donate clothes or anything like that, shoes, I, I give the information. It's, 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 it's a lot of people like that. <sighs> I know you have a tractor, but, you know, somebody brought a good point in. You know, when you're from the South, there are things you just know how to do. Chop wood, tractors, gardening, working on your yard, growing. You know, you do know these things in the South. So you, you talking about it like people don't know how to do it. The problem is, is that, Kwame, you have lived a sheltered life. And what I mean by that is, yes, you did. You may not have had nothing, but the point is, you lived a sheltered life. The life that you lived was a life of not understanding that people have been making do for a long time. We know how to do these things, Kwame. We teach these things every day. We teach trade every day. We teach people how to graduate. Matter of fact, instead of worrying about the government doing it, why don't you do it? You can start up a charter school. LeBron James had, the person you criticize has a charter school. You don't. Um, Jalen Rose, the person you praise for having your back, but see, like I told Jalen Rose, and, and I made this statement too, you're not a blessing life, but did you really live up to that potential? No. It is what it is, but you made money, and what you do with your money and how you, you know, make a life for your family is important. That's the game of life you want. But those are two different arguments. But as black people, we put it together because we have to build the we have to build a case to why not to knock another black man. But realistically, it's not the same. But Jalen Rose has a school. My point is, if I went to I lived in Aiken, South Carolina. See, see, Kwame, see, did this is why I say sometimes you have to be careful when you're out here doing certain things, saying certain things because people see. You know, I lived in Aiken, South Carolina. There was a a gentleman from Trinidad named Mr. Beckles. Beautiful family, and he he started a African-American school with his own money and his resources back in the 90s. Before LeBron James had one, before Jalen Rose had one, before Dr. Umar Johnson thought of one, he had it. In my hometown of Wilmington, they had the Blue Ribbon Commission, which is um, to help a charter school, kind of like they did in New York, based upon the program in New York. You should look that up. In other words, young men, um, Black people are doing. Maybe you need to get with the right black people. And maybe you need to actually start talking to the people who are doing and not just Joe Judge Joe Brown, which if I'm not mistaken, he's an alcoholic. Been caught plenty of times doing alcoholic things and this and that. They're not knocking him, but I'm just saying 
sometimes we have to be careful who we entertain. <clears throat> Even I, on my my level in life, I have to be careful because sometimes you can't tell people apart from a distance. <sighs> the point of all of this, and it, it's just to say as black men, there comes a point in time where we have to actually be men. And this is where I'm realizing that it is more important to be a man is more important to do man things than it is just to talk about it. If each one of the men who have platforms actually did what they said they did, will our community be in, in this situation? You know, I listen to Kwame talk about these things and I'm like, well, why don't you get with Killer Mike? Killer Mike got a, he started a bank. Why don't you get with these other black banks? And I mean, bruh, you got the millions. You could have been done started a shoe drive in Monk's Corner. I passed a church off of Remount Road that was that had a line of people had that, that that needed food. Where were you? This is why I say, man, you talking is talking, bro. I, I, I get it. You you finally found your voice. You, you finally found something that, that, that can work in your benefit. And I get it, bro. I get it. I'm proud of you. Should you have been beaten down and um, scrutinized? Probably not as much as you have. But was you the only one? No, I've I seen, you know, they've done a lot of people like that. But what I don't like, and this is what I'm going to say, I don't like black people using that, oh, they tear down us. And, and But no, you came out your mouth and was beating down LeBron James. A man that you should not even let come out your mouth. Because everything you were supposed to be, he did. You on YouTube and he's still playing in the NBA. And he was drafted two years after you. You was considered a bust. He, he's a four-time champion. And he stands up for social justice. And he put his money where his mouth is. So, just like I said with Colin Kaepernick. Y'all was sitting up here worried about what color Colin Kaepernick was. But he was putting his money where his mouth was. And still doing it to this day. That's who people respect. I don't care. You could sit up here. Oh, I'm gonna call out the gatekeeper. I don't care about gatekeepers. I don't care about gatekeepers. I don't care about booty bandits. I don't care about none of that because at the end of the day, we all have a choice. If that's your choice, is to sit up there and to keep going after people. That's your choice. If that's what God put you on this earth to do, then I know that's not God because God has never put nobody on this earth to literally attack another man or another person. That is a fact. I don't know if you understand the Bible, but if you understand the Bible, the Bible does not speak of men attacking men. God said, I will handle the vengeance. Vengeance is I said the Lord. But I will say this, in all of these talking points that a lot of these people have done and said in this entire, it had made me realize the deficiencies in my life. So, 
I do appreciate that. It made me look at myself differently. It made me realize that discipline is something that black men do not have as consistent as they want to be, you know. And it's crazy to me because I see black men who swear up and down their women killers, their alpha men, and they'll they'll show a picture of a woman and half naked, like she's a thought. They put themselves next to the picture half naked. Then you a thought, and you worse than her because you trying to you trying to step on her to show yourself. Bruh. Bruh.